Welcome, 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 guys. We are here on another episode of the MYP Show, and we're here with Mark Asquith. And he's actually someone who's becoming quite a legend in the podcast industry, and he's doing so many things. He's got a couple of softwares out, he's got coaching programs, and he's also got his own podcast. We're going to talk about all of those today. But uh, what he's really, and I'm really excited about, are his tools that he's been putting out over the last uh, little bit. It's called Captivate FM. It's a podcast hosting, analytics, and marketing. He's also got a couple of other tools out there for uh, for podcasts as well. So. Mark, thanks for spending some time with us today. Well, thanks, Hector. Yeah, good to be here. Thanks for having me, man. So I told you a little bit about the ethos of the show is really helping people to grow and, and sustain their podcast. And what I really love about what you've been doing is you've been not only just creating and kind of helping people, you're giving people information, but you've actually going out there and, and creating the tools, the software and the platforms to actually make these things easier a little bit. So I'd love for you to share a little bit about what you've been doing, what you've been up. Maybe you can share how or why you got into the podcast game and what rebel-based media is all about. Yeah, sure, man. So I've been in podcasting, you know, I've been working in the industry, speaking in the industry, educating in the industry now since about 2014, late 2014. And I've been in the podcast industry since about 2013, maybe late 2012. I've seen a lot of things in podcasting. I've built software. I run a, a number of businesses. Rebel-based media is more of a brand name for Kieran and I, who is my co-founder. We co-found and build products for podcasters and, and for other Things, you know, in the past we built other things and done all sorts of stuff. So Rebel Based Media is sort of our collective name and we, we run a number of businesses. Podcastwebsites.com, which is our managed WordPress platform. We run Productivity, which is an interaction tech startup. And we we, we run the big one that, that people know us for is Captivate.fm, which is one of the top hosting platforms in the world. So we work with thousands of podcasters every single day. My job is in podcasting. You know, it's not a hobby. I, I work in it every day, like literally eight to 10 hours a day and, and, and work with thousands of people. I don't do the coaching anymore. That's on my website, but I've sort of wrapped that up for now just because we're very, very busy with Captivate. And uh, yeah, produce a podcast called The Podcast Accelerator, which is very straight talking, short form advice to help busy podcasters to grow their audience. I'm in a very fortunate position. You know, I'm a strategic marketer and sort of uh, product creator, if you like, by trade. And, you know, I've run agencies, I've built businesses for a long, long time now. And uh, that they're the skills that I've been able to bring into podcasting. You know, and growing a podcast is no different to growing a bit of business, which is why I think a lot of people enjoy the way that we talk and the way that we do things because it's it's no BS. You know, we're not gurus. We're not selling you a course at 297. We're not getting you to sign up for something on the promise of, of greatness. You know, we're, we're just down to earth day to day people growing things. And that's what we put across in all of our content. So yeah, that's what we do, man. It's, it's, it's good. It's good. Captivate.fm is uh, it's helping a lot of podcasters to grow their show. It's, it's good. I enjoy it. Yeah, I love that the industry is really, I don't know if booming is the right word, but evolving quickly. I feel like we're in a renaissance almost with all of the new uh, tools and platforms and, you know, a lot of the in investment that's coming in. You know, a lot of big, a lot of the podcast SaaS companies are getting a ton of funding. And so I'm sure, I'm sure you're, that's exciting for you too. We, we spoke with Rob Greenlee last week, and he actually started his first podcast in 2004, so a little before you, but you were still very much in the early age of podcasts. Why did it, why did it seem like something that was worth devoting time to? Or what, you know, 2014, most people had never, you know, podcasts seemed like a, a strange word to that. So what was it about the platform or the medium that really want, uh, caused you to kind of go all in on it? 
Well, well, I was podcasting in about 2012, late 2012, early 2013. You know, he's got the same attraction as creating a YouTube channel or a Twitch channel as now. It's Everyone says we're in this golden age of podcasting or it's booming. It's not. It is growing, like you said. It, growing is absolutely the right word. You know, there's been no renaissance. There's been no boom. It's just natural growth. You know, that's how it's become. And I think to people that come into it and see it as a bit of a way to build authority, you know, those kind of business entrepreneurial types and MLM marketers and network marketers, you know, they're just, it's because it's getting a bit more traffic now, that's all. And same with the SaaS companies. You know, we, we've seen a lot of people in the past come into the space and not be able to make it work because they come in wanting to change things and not necessarily change things, change is a good thing, but fix things that aren't broken. See so many people creating solutions for things that don't need solutions. And it's because podcasting is trendy. It's because podcasting is, they believe there's a little bit of money in it. You know, there's a lot of people that, if you look at a lot of the people that get into it, a lot of them want to be SaaS founders of anything. They will happily found anything in SaaS because they want to be SaaS founders and they choose podcasting because it's a nascent or was a nascent industry. So, you know, there's, there's two types of people in podcasting, people that love podcasting and people that love being in podcasting. And the difference is very clear, you know, and I love podcasting. You know, I started as a creator. I produced, you know, 12, 1300 episodes of podcasts. And I was just very lucky to have the skills to be able to build product early. You know, we built podcast websites. We researched what, what wasn't working in podcast hosting. We launched Captivate relatively late, you know, only 2019 for Captivate. But we've got podcast websites that's been there now since 2015 and still is the number one WordPress solution for, for podcasters in the world. And, you know, the reason it's booming, and I, I don't like using that word because it's not booming. It's got steady, fairly steady growth. When you look at Edison research data, it's just now we've reached a, a tipping point where the majority of people have heard of podcasting, where five years ago they hadn't. It just took that growth to get there. I don't know. It's fascinating. The reason that I think people like it and the reason that I think it's booming is just because, you know, the, the, the rest of the world has educated the non-geeks and the OGs, you know, the people like me. We already knew about RSS feeds from the blogging days. We already know, knew that you could listen to podcasts. And we knew really what it was. But now Netflix has educated my mum and Spotify has educated my mum and Uber Eats and Uber and Deliveroo and, you know, whatever. Um, any other on-demand service that you can think of has educated my mum that I can get anything that I want today, right now. And that's what's happened with podcasting. You know, the, it's not really changed that much. It's just become a little bit more known because... A lot of people have done a lot of education for us in the industry. You know, like I said, those people have educated my mum that I can get anything when I want it. So, you know, audio is no different. So it's good, man. Yeah, I love it. It's nice. It's nice to be able to see, to, to be able to see it having happened. You know, it's good. It's good. But, you know, one of the, I think one of the frustrations that people have in podcasting is that you see this phrase renaissance and golden age and all that stuff. And that's been touted since 2014, 2015. You know, I think if you enter podcasting, believing it's a golden age or a renaissance, you'll not really last because when you don't get the results that a gold rush will allude to, when you get the results of a normal business or a normal media outlet, not this crazy potential gold rush that you expect, you'll be like, well, podcasting ain't all that. So you've got to come into it with clear expectations. Does, does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think part of the reason why I wanted to start the show is over the last several years, we have an agency, a podcast marketing agency. And that's what we've been doing is helping shows of all size kind of grow their platform. But one of the things that I really noticed was that people didn't know what to do. It was the typical advice was get on the new and noteworthy, get on the Apple top charts. And that was kind of it. You know, after, after that, you know, it was have a big launch, get a ton of reviews, get your mom to subscribe, you know, and then, and then that was it. You know, there was some other, 
ways that you can utilize influencers and app, you know, but, but outside of that, there was no kind of good advice out there about what to do to grow a show. Or at least that was, that was mainstream. I mean, you've kind of been doing that with your people and in, in the tools that you've been creating and also the, you know, the SaaS products that you've been creating. Uh, I'd love for you to share what you think you've talked about kind of the other side of podcasting, right? Kind of the vanity, the glamour, you know, being an expert or authority. And I think that's one maybe a pitfall that's out there. Are there any other kind of mistakes or my, you know, incorrect mindsets or, or wrong expectations that you think may hold back some people? Yeah, I think a lot of podcasters are still starting podcasts, emulating formats that they're just copying. And and a lot of people want to come into podcasting like they wanted to come into social media in 2008, 2009, into SEO in 2005 through 2008, into Web 2.0 in 2002, 2004 into, you know, digital marketing and web marketing from, from the late 90s up to whenever, really. I think that, you know, podcasting is now one of those trends where, you know, the people believe they can get quick results by just doing the minimum, you know, minimum viable effort. And you, you can't do that. You know, podcasting, it's like a, a video medium. You know, it will expose you quickly if you are lazy. It will expose you quickly if you don't put the right type of effort in. So you can't just do an interview show where you interview business people, uh, you know, you've got to stand out. You've got to tell great stories. You've got to actually think about what your audience wants. And, you know, 2012, 2011, 2009, 2013, you know, all those kind of eras where the business podcast started being created much more. And, you know, the base level was, well, you've got to do is add value to your audience. That's just sort of a given now, you know, because that's like, that's sort of your job you know, is just to add value. You can't say that that's something that you do that's unique. Like if you ask what's unique about your podcast and they say, well, we add value through chatting to innovative creators and, you know, innovative entrepreneurs, or we interview people about their backstories. Like that's sort of your job is to just add value. That's not really a USP anymore. And that's where the industry's changed. People have got really damn good at podcasting. You know, Aaron Mankey changed how storytelling was done in podcasting and turned the medium into a narrative form. You know, and there were people before him that did it, but he really popularized it, uh, popularized it. Same with Serial and so on. Then you've got Hernan at Wondering what the team over there are doing. And they really popularized this, this high quality, high concept stuff like NPR could do. And, you know, if you're an independent podcaster, you've got to really focus on how can you compete with these people? Because they are your competition. But, you know, they're not necessarily competing for the same type of people. They're just competing as a media. They're not looking for your type of listener because they're not doing a show in your niche or they're not doing it about your particular topic. But what lessons can you learn from these real strong individual productions that you can apply? You know, just because you have a mic, the barrier to entry is very, very low. But I've got a trowel and I've got some bricks, but I ain't building my house. So it's very clear there's a distinction. You know, I talked about there's a distinction between someone who loves podcasting and someone who wants to be in podcasting. That's a big distinction. And there's now a distinction between someone who podcasts and someone that is a podcaster. That's a big distinction. I sing, but I'm not a singer. I just do it on karaoke. I golf, but I ain't a golfer. So that's becoming very, very clear. I'm on YouTube, but I'm not a YouTuber. You know, I'm not Pete McKinnon. I'm not any one of a thousand brilliant YouTubers. And that's that's becoming clear now in podcasting. Are you a podcaster or do you podcast? And those who believe themselves to be podcasters, they will win out because they will choose an education path. They will choose an incremental improvement path that will make them better as opposed to just saying, I have a podcast and I churn the content out. Uh, so that mindset is key. I think that's vital, man. 
That's a great point about sustainability. I, before I got into podcasting, I jumped into kind of this space when Facebook Live first came out. I, I did a, a few hundred Facebook Lives over that first year and a half or so. And that, that was my entryway into, into creating. And I saw podcasting as, frankly, a, a more sustainable medium because Facebook Live was so ephemeral. Not only did the video only last on the feed for you know a day or two, but the medium has kind of lost its luster. But despite all of the things that have gone on in the industry and technology, podcasting still remains strong and still remains a, a growing platform. So looking forward to you know, the next X amount of time, what are some things that you, you mentioned improving production value? You mentioned just having a better commitment. What are some other things that people could do to just grow their base, grow their... What's interesting is we also talk to a lot of people who have different outcomes. Some people just want a bigger download number. Some people want to impact more people. Some people want, you know, there's a lot of different, some people are trying to sell a course or whatever it is. But to a variety of those people or any of those people, what are some things that they could be doing, tactic strategies that you think might be helping them along the way? Well, to be honest, all those goals are the same. They're all the same. People don't want anything different from podcasting. No, every single podcaster wants the very, very same thing to reach more of the right people. And it doesn't matter what the end goal is, podcasting is the vehicle to do that. And I think that's where a lot of people really struggle to make the distinction is that it doesn't matter what the outcome is. Do, do I want to run a half marathon, a full marathon, do an Ironman or do a triathlon? It doesn't matter. I have to get fitter. And that's the same with podcasting. You know, podcasting, you can only succeed if you reach as many of the right people as you can. Now, as the quantifiable part of as many of the right people is what is movable because of as many of the right knitting podcast listeners to buy my ultimate knitting guide is a much smaller audience than those that like Star Wars or that those that like the Marvel movies or the DC movies. So that's what people want, as many of the right people. And whatever they do with them after, you know, that's the outcome for the business. All right. So I think the focus with your podcast has to be more of the right people. And it doesn't matter whether your podcast is the product, you sell a product via your podcast, or whether a podcast is marketing for something else. You know, again, they're sort of the three of the top kind of reasons that people podcast. You always want more of the same people. And the only way to do that is to get really specific about what you really stand behind. You've got to stand out. You've got to have something memorable. You know, you can't just be this person that sort of isn't willing to commit to an opinion or willing to commit to something. Because, you know, if you do want to sell more courses, why should I buy your course? Who cares that it's down from 10 grand to 47 bucks or 297 for a limited time only? Like, it's all the same stuff. Everyone's peddling the same stuff. The only thing that I can get behind that you have that someone else doesn't is how you make me believe that you are the person to trust. And the way you do that is by standing by something, is by having something that makes you stand out. And that is an opinion. There's a lot of people that will try and sell their courses and try and sell their whatever to as many people as possible and really, really struggle with that as a podcaster because they don't commit to a specific set of values or a specific set of messages because they're worried that it will alienate some people. Well, you know, it's better to alienate those people and, and attract the people that you really want as opposed to simply not attracting anyone because you're too vague or you're too gray or you're not memorable. So that that's a huge thing. The second thing that I think people do wrong, in my view, is that when they're thinking about what they want to do with their podcast, they approach their goals wrong. You know, think about this. If you're a podcaster, you very often get coached by someone on why do you want to start a podcast? Well, it's to sell more of X. 
Mm. All right. So we'll sell more of X. So what we've got to do, well, we've got to be seen to be the experts in this field. So you maybe do interviews or you maybe do some solo content that is all about the thing that you want to be seen as the expert in. But it's often not very entertaining. Now, what's the goal of TV and YouTube, the platform? It's to sell advertising. It's to sell attention. We're in the same boat as that. And the only thing that you can do to sell attention is to make sure that you're entertaining people. So people don't understand that podcasting, regardless of why you use it or how you use it, if it's not entertaining, it will not succeed. You know, you can't, you can't just lean on educating or adding value. You have to be an entertainer. And that's really difficult to do. You've got to have a bit of something about you, a bit of gumption, a bit of gusto, you know? So if you want to sell your course or if you want to sell your thing or what, you know, whatever, whatever your outcome for your podcast is, you will only ever want more of the right people. That's it. What you do with them is up to you. And that's based on your marketing funnel. That's based on the outcomes that you'll set in your business. And people only podcast for those three reasons. They'll podcast because they love doing it. They'll podcast because they want to sell something through their podcast or they'll podcast because they want to sell their podcast via sponsorships. You know, figure out what you're trying to achieve with that and understand that to get more of the right people, the very first thing that you should do is create highly produced, very good quality content. And when you've done that, as you know, the job is about telling more of the right people about it and educating them on how they can listen. So yeah, that's, I know that's a roundabout answer, but I think there's, um, I think the context around where podcasting fits into your potential ecosystem is really important. Yeah, absolutely. I think too many people think about that too late and they just, I've actually talked to a lot of people who just start a show to start a show and then they try and figure out the purpose afterwards. And I think they get in a, a similar rut where they're, they're either going a bunch of different places or they're not going anywhere. So Let's uh let's wrap the we'll kind of tie this up because one thing that I think is I've admired about you is that I do not have that next ability to now create products. I'm so always so fascinated by people who create especially SaaS products because they are the best ones seem to anticipate your problems or get into your head before you do. They even seem to start to know some of your issues or challenges more than you do. And I, it seems like that's what you're onto with some of the tools that you have been, uh, been creating. So I'd love to talk about Captivate because Captivate, the headline is, is great. It's the world's only growth-oriented podcast host. And I think that's, that's a great uh, way to position yourself because so many of the other ones really aren't focused on helping the hosts. They're there to try and cultivate as much for themselves, but you've kind of taken a different approach. Can you talk about Captivate and what's different about it or maybe why it's you know, particularly helpful to podcast hosts? Yeah, definitely. We built Captivate for me. Basically, I was just, I wanted a better podcast host that I didn't have to cobble together or that wasn't just there to try and, you know, sell me an RSS feed every time I wanted to do a new show. And that just, you know, made a lot of the bits that I found a pain in the backside, you know, make them easier, make them more useful. And, you know, we, we were fortunate enough to, so, so my, my background is I used to own a design and digital agency. And when we started getting into podcasting, we created this WordPress uh, service, this WordPress platform for podcasters. So by virtue of doing that, I sort of, I was deep in the podcasting industry and I was speaking at the events in 2014, 2015. I was at podcast movement speaking, you know, I'm doing all that stuff. But I was doing it without being a threat to any of the hosting companies or anything else. I was just, you know, I was learning. I was in there selling the digital stuff, the web stuff. So when I spoke to Kieran and we, we decided to make a host, we produced 
I don't want to say like 900 episodes. Before we even built Captivate, I'd produced 900 podcast episodes. So I knew very intuitively that some of the stuff I'd not done market research on because I knew that there were other podcasters feeling like I was feeling about certain pieces of the podcasting process. So I just built the things that I would like, you know, sort of took my own medicine on it. And it worked because people want that. And that's what we continue to do now. You know, it's very rare. Well, it's, it's less rare now, but we, 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 we sometimes do like some user testing and get some user feedback, but it's, it is very rare compared to most of the platforms because we talk to our audience every single day. You know, we do deep dive Q&A sessions. We're talking to them every day and I'm still producing. You know, I'm producing one, two, three, four podcast episodes a week and I'm wanting to grow them. I want to grow my shows. I want to build my own audience. So I just build the things that will help me. And now that's a very flippant top level look at it. Obviously, there's much more that goes into building a, you know, it's a, it's a podcast hosting platform that employs 12 people and works all over the world with tens of thousands of podcasts. It's not as, as flippant as I make it sound, but it, we still abide by those rules and, and the growth oriented aspect. You know, that's our mantra. You know, we won't build a tool and, unless we've passed it through the filter of will it help a podcaster to grow? And when I say that, what I mean is will it save them time so they can focus on marketing or will it physically help them to grow by providing something to them? You know, that's the filter. So I'm fascinated by it. I'm fascinated by it. We're always building new stuff and the only host that releases features every Thursday, every single Thursday, we release a brand new thing. So I'm just fascinated by the growth of podcasting and that's that's why Captivate exists, you know, to help help with that really. Well, I appreciate, sorry, mm. thank you for that. I appreciate you laying the foundation and really setting the path for people like me who have come into the space a little later and uh, creating these tools that have um, really made it so much easier. Mark, it, if you would be um, so kind to maybe come on again when uh, maybe a new thing is launching uh, because there's so much, I, I just know wisdom wrapped up in there. Guys, the, the website is captivate.fm. You'd spell it like it sounds. Go check out the podcast accelerator, rebelbasedmedia.io, and you can see all of his other tools on there. And uh, I found Mark on LinkedIn, so he's also very active there. Anything else, Mark, before we head out of here? No, that's it. Thank you so much, Hector. I really appreciate it. And uh, if anyone wants to chat, um, like you said, LinkedIn or just at Mr. Asquith on Twitter is, is usually the best place. But you're doing a great job, man. You're a great host and uh, you're making a positive change in the industry. So I love it, dude. Well done. I appreciate it. Well, go, uh, go keep doing great work and uh, we'll catch you guys on the next episode of the MYP Show. Thanks for listening to the MYP show. We know that there are a ton of podcasts that you could be listening to, and we are grateful that you chose some time to spend with us today. If you're not connected with me on LinkedIn, just search for me, Hector Santi Esteban. Make sure you're subscribed to the show, and we'd always love for you to leave a comment or rating so that other people can find it as well. We hope you're having an amazing day, that you're safe and thriving, and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the MYP show.